The following episode of the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio, includes advertising provided by our network, GCN. If you'd like to subscribe to an ad-free version of the program, plus the exclusive After the Paracast podcast, please visit www.theparacast.plus. That's P-L-U-S. Once again, that's www.theparacast.plus. standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So on this episode of the Paracast, we're going to start by taking a journey through time. Now, before we do that, I was thinking maybe I would get a time machine kind of sound. Unfortunately, the TARDIS sound is copyrighted. Therefore, we can't make it like a TARDIS. As they say, imagine we're back in the early 1970s, and I am co-editor of a magazine called Caveat Emptor, and with my first wife, Geneva, and one of our writers for this magazine, Caveat Emptor, was Dennis Stamey, a fellow at that time he was living in North Carolina, as I recall, and then after a couple of articles, he stopped writing and perhaps pursued things elsewhere and then not more than a few months ago I get a message out of the blue on Facebook it's him after 50 years I guess therein lies a tale the other thing of course is that among all the other things he's done he's retained his interest in the world of the paranormal and he's written some books one of which we'll be talking about here, called Mysterious Snipers, Slashers, and Animal Rippers. I was going to say rippers like that with the R thing, but, you know, I don't want to sound too exclusive. A History of Paranormal Assailants. And it's written by Dennis and two of his kids, Jillian and Jesse. Dennis, welcome to the Paracast. It's actually the first time we, you and I have ever talked. Is that correct? That's true, yeah. Right. Okay, so I was wondering here, how do you hoodwink your kids to helping you write a book? I'll tell you how it how it came about. Okay, I was been I've been writing um, fiction. I wrote about fifteen books. You know, they're on Amazon Kindle, and so I was cleaning out the garage one day, and I found a box full of photocopies, microfilm of letters from libraries, photocopies, so forth, which I thought was long gone. And I remember I was uh, researching um, phantom attacks, phantom assailants, and here it is. So I, um, my kids and I uh, started cataloging this stuff, and I said, well, let me write a book, which I think was my original intention, intention for, what, 1980? And uh, so I wrote the book. It took me about a year. And um, 
one problem was I kind of went off the deep end. I wanted to at first just present these stories, and then I went off the deep end and started theorizing about what could have what could be the the cause behind it, and um, that's where I got off the deep end. And I started I started talking, writing about UFOs, and um, so I, I have a terrible review, <laughs> apparently from a ufologist, because um, he didn't like. I think the main his main problem was he didn't like the fact that I thought UFOs were not from space. I thought they were paranormal. I don't believe in Roswell. Don't believe in conspiracies of any sort. Um, I'm a bit skeptical. And also, I used a, a, a reference to an, an article by Joe Nickel, who was anathema to uh, ufology. He wrote an article about uh, alien abductions. I agree with 100%. I think it's nothing but sleep paralysis. So, um, anyway. Um, so the book was written what, two years ago, and um, now I was pleased with it at first. Now looking back, I it probably probably because of this terrible review, I've had second thoughts. That wasn't done very well. I should have, you know, should have gone off the gone off the deep end with it. But um, anything you'd like to ask? You know, of course, it's not the first bad review that book writers get, as you probably know. I got a few of them. The problem, of course, happens not when someone says they don't like the book, because we expect some people will not like the book. The problem is when the person who says they didn't write the book, number one, lies about it, or number two, simply didn't read it, but for whatever reason has it out for you. And as you say, some people may not like the fact that your theory about the possible reality behind paranormal events may be different from others. And we'll get into that pretty much. But in looking at and preparing this book, why would you call them paranormal assailants? Well, because the, okay, like with the Phantom Snipers, okay. Like in Boston, um, first they started shooting people with a 22, then they went over to car windows, and there were no suspects, nobody was seen. I mean, uh, it was a perfect crime. Same with the Camden sniper. Well, there were some spe- some suspects with the Camden Camden sniper, but they were released that didn't have anything on them. And the same with these other sniper um, reports. And, um, same with the rippers, the slashed clothes and people. Um, I think initially something mysterious was going on, like the, the ripper of, um, I wrote the book and I can't remember all the, all the, play, all the, all the, the details. Uh, where was he? Not Brighton. I know he struck in Manchester and a few other cities. But initially, yeah, it was mysterious, but then, People were coming forth. Women were coming forth. Yeah, I've been slashed. You know, my clothes were slashed. I was cut. And they turned out to be um, hoaxers just trying to uh, get some attention. But um, 
Um, but nobody was ever caught. In any of the Phantom Sniper cases, nobody was ever caught. Nobody was ever seen. Very mysterious. It really started in the 20s, went over through the 40s. Then you had the windshield sniper. He struck first in Bellingham, Washington. Months or two later, he went over to, to Canton, Ohio. He was hitting windshields, hitting uh, um, streetlights. Then it stopped, and it went up, then it reoccurred in Washington. But a lot of these occurrences in Washington State could be um, mass delusion. Like I said, initially these reports start off as very mysterious. And then uh, the hoaxers come along, the, the paranoia. The same with the uh, the two mad, the mad gassers who struck in Botetort, Virginia, the 30s. Then 1944 in um, Illinois, Mattoon, Illinois. You know, but still, nobody was ever caught. Nobody was ever seen. Very mysterious. And um, yeah, jump in whenever. <laughs> well, I'm just thinking here. Just the other day, I saw an episode of a former NBC TV show called Grimm. You know about monsters in Portland and this group of policemen including one of whom is a Grimm a character from folklore who goes out and looks for evil Vesson which is some sort of creature of different types of creatures that can turn from into werewolves or into pig people and mouse people and things like that and there was an episode there about someone committing crimes like Jack the Ripper. And it turns out the reason they can't find out who this person is is because one of the characters in the show is possessed every so often by this spirit, this evil spirit, when he's asleep. There you go, paranormal assailant. Anyway, Dennis Stamey is joining us with Gene and Tim. You're in The Paracast. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. Attention, your withdrawal has been denied by the U.S. government. Picture a world where your every purchase is monitored, tracked, and controlled by those in power to suppress the freedoms of those they see fit. Hi, my name is Jason Hansen. I'm a former CIA officer and New York Times bestselling author. And right now, I've become very focused on the impending rollout of the central bank digital currency. This is not a work of fiction. 
It's a terrifying reality looming on the horizon. But there is a bit of good news. I've partnered with Advantage Gold to offer you a solution. They are specialists in converting your traditional assets, like those inside an IRA or 401k, into tangible assets such as physical gold and silver. Don't allow your money to be controlled. Claim your free gold protection kit from Advantage Gold. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Call 800-900-8000. A lot can happen in six seconds. A rodeo ride, a dramatic basketball win, and the world record holder can solve a Rubik's Cube. Six seconds is how long it takes for an 18-wheeler traveling at a safe speed to come to a complete stop. And in those six seconds, that truck will travel the length of two football fields. So please, give them room. Never cut in front of a large truck for any reason. Our roads, our responsibility. Learn more at sharetheroadsafely.gov. Wellness and self-care doesn't have to be complicated. So keep it simple and take good care of yourself with Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Our heating pads soothe pains in the neck, back, and shoulders while relaxing muscles and increasing blood circulation. Sunny Bay Heating Pads have always been made in the USA and hand-filled to perfection with the highest quality materials. Sunny Bay Heating Pads are the perfect wellness gift for loved ones or yourself. See all of our high-quality products at sunny-bay.com including heated body pads, neck pillows, heated neck and body wraps, and our stress-reducing lavender line. They're all affordable, durable, and in stock now and ready for immediate shipping direct from sunny-bay.com. Read our trusted, authentic, and real reviews at sunny-bay.com or just search for Sunny Bay Heating Pad. To your good health and wellness from Sunny Bay. G'day, I'm Jamel that works with Dr. Joel Wallach and the GCN team with Longevity at TeamG'day.com. By becoming an associate, you provide income for you and your family on your own hours while working from home. So contact me, Jamel, by filling in the contact box at TeamG'day.com and I will get back to you personally and provide all the support you need to get started and build your longevity business. TeamG'day.com. TeamG'day.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Now, I guess when people think of paranormal assailants, Dennis, we think about Jack the Ripper. And I was just mentioning how that character or whatever he was is an important part of fantasy fiction even lois and clark the new adventures of superman the tv show from the 90s they featured a character who was like a a jack the ripper kind of character time after time sci-fi film featuring the hg wells character again a jack the ripper did you explore much about jack the ripper in this book I used to read about the Ripper after watching an episode of Star Trek when I was a kid. Now the Ripper, I think the Ripper was a human. As a matter of fact, I think he was a sailor because they saw a guy who looked like a sailor in the, in the vicinity of Whitechapel during the time of the murders. Also, I have a, well, I lost it. It was in the, the Jack the Ripper Facebook. They had an article from 
London Times, I think, about a sailor who tried to cut a woman's throat, and he was he hid he hid somewhere, and he was apprehended to let him go. This could be could have been the Ripper. I don't have that article. Article. I wish I did. But uh, yeah, I think the Ripper was entirely human. Yeah, he was very stealthy. Never seen. Well, he was seen. A couple of guys saw somebody running off from him, from the. Well, they, they, then they running away. Then they found the victim. So I think he was entirely human. But I used to have a fascination with the Ripper. But I don't find anything paranormal about his activities. No. And. Um, so what is it, Dennis? Though what is it that makes people so fascinated? with a serial killer from the 19th century. Yeah, I've, I've wondered about that myself. Um, like I said, probably because he's... Uh, well, he, he was so stealthy. He eluded the police dragnets. Of course, London, the Scotland Yard wasn't that bright at that time. They didn't have all the, the techniques, the forensics, you know, to uh, to solve crimes like this. Um, plus, he's somehow wormed his way into literature. You know, with first, first with the Robert Block short story, Here's Truly Jack the Ripper. Robert Block went on to write the, the episode for Star Trek. He's been, you know, like you said, he's been in fantasy literature. Harlan Ellison wrote a story about him. Um, he just, I don't know. He's just a, a strange, mysterious character who has fascinated um, uh, fantasy and science fiction writers. I'm not sure what the appeal was, but um, I guess because he was so elusive. But uh, these phantom snipers and these slashers, they don't slash, they don't kill people. They slash their clothes, slash their skin, but they're, they're much, more, much more elusive. Because they, they do it in broad daylight, never get caught, never get, are never seen. And um, but I have a theory about all of this. Um, okay, I think we just, Gene. I think we discussed my belief in the collective unconscious. And I discussed this in my book also. I remember. Yeah, I know we've had a little bit of chatting online and mm-hmm. Facebook over collective right. unconscious. Does that mean that we are collectively? Manufacturing a serial killer? <laughs> well, let me let me. Well, like I said, these people haven't these phantoms haven't killed. Except uh, this is what I think. I I um, have a I had a paradigm shift recently. I no longer believe that it has anything to do with Carl Jung and his archetypes and his collective unconscious. I really don't believe anymore in, in Jung's collective unconscious. I believe in the archetypes. I believe these are templates that have been put in the human brain over the, over the course of human development, probably to understand reality better. This has nothing to do with you, the paranormal. What I believe is happening is that there is a collective psyche, which is akin to the cosmic mind that the Eastern mystics talk about. Okay. Um, in which our, all of our, our consciousness is attached. In other words, it is us and we are, and we are it. Um, I believe that there are five types of manifestations caused by the collective psyche. Aerial, UFOs, mystery helicopters, the airships, whatever, strange lights, whatever. 
terrestrial, the cryptids, which are sort of akin to the, to the earth spirits, the elves, brownies, fairies, the wild men. Um, the third are the tricksters, what I call the tricksters, phantom snipers, uh, rippers, which are urban. Then we, and then we have the cattle mutilations, which are rural, but also there have been mutilations of cats and dogs. And I've seen pictures of mutilations of felines, and they are cut in half with surgical precision, like a lightsaber, just no blood or anything. There may be a logical explanation for all, for the feline and dog mutilations, but it's, it's quite it's quite odd. And, uh, of course, I don't believe all the cattle mutilations are mysterious. Some are caused by predators, but uh, there is some weird stuff going on. These, these cattle are being, you know, surgically, their insides, eyes, tongue are being almost surgically removed. No blood, no footprints around the site. Um, okay, there's a, there's a fourth cultural manifestations like the, the Marian apparitions of the Catholics seeing the Virgin Mary. And then there's fifth, there's personal phenomena, ghosts, uh, alien abductions, spooks, whatever, shadow people. But the problem with the last category is that it could also involve tricks of the mind. Uh, your subconscious can play tricks. But I believe that the collective psyche is more active now. It became more active when we became more introspective, which was, what, in the 1890s when we realized we're nothing but a cog in a wheel of, of industry. We were going from an agrarian society to an industrial age, and we became more reflective, became more self-aware, and this strengthened this strengthened the collective psyche. So we started seeing airships in the sky in the 1890s. 1909, airship flaps again. 1913, mysterious zeppelins over England as we prepared for World War I. 1915, when the Battle of Verdun, millions were dying. Airships over plane, mystery planes over England, 1915, and uh, Australia and New Zealand. I think Canada, 1918, uh, shortly after the war. Again, more mysterious airplanes. We're to break from a few sure. moments, Dennis. And okay. we've got more to come to talk about okay, great. great, strange things that are All happening. Right. Okay. okay. Okay, folks, this is a fascinating beginning to what's going to be a really interesting journey through the far reaches of the unknown. We'll have more with Dennis Stamey and Tim Swartz and Gene, what's his name? You're in The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. 
And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. USA News Update. A Georgia grand jury is expected to begin hearing the case against former President Trump as early as Monday. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution says former Georgia Lieutenant Governor Jeff Duncan confirmed that he is scheduled to testify on Tuesday. At least 80 people have been killed on Maui as search and rescue operations continue in the resort town of Lahaina. The Kremlin claims Russian forces downed 20 Ukrainian drones over its annexed territory in Crimea. The drone strikes follow similar attacks on Moscow. Plenty of cheers in western New York on Saturday as Buffalo Bills defensive back DeMar Hamlin returned to the football field. Hamlin, who suffered a cardiac arrest during a Monday night football game earlier in the year, played his first game in the Bills' preseason opener. Jerry Barmash, USA News. If we've learned anything from recent news, it's that unexpected things are happening. Your gut tells you there's something very wrong going on, and all the evidence suggests that there is. Government emails are hacked. There's talk of how to fight World War III, and trade of grains and food are being disrupted. Those in charge say everything's fine. Stop noticing. But you know better. It's time to invest in self-reliance and emergency food storage now, more than ever. My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, is the place you can trust. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contains tasty breakfasts, lunch, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Get at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save 25%, plus get free shipping on all their three-month emergency food kits. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com today. It's time to prepare for what's coming. MyPatriotSupply.com Do you need to get your hands on some extra money right now? Maybe 25000 or more? If you're a homeowner, now is a perfect time to get cash out while homes in many neighborhoods like yours have gone up in value. You can use the money for anything. It's yours. You can buy an investment property, pay off higher interest debt, or make home improvements. If you need $25,000, $50,000, or more, now is the time. Home values are up, and so is your equity. We offer you a way to use it. No need to use your savings. Call New American Funding now and see how much cash out you can get. Call 800-721-2477. 800-721-2477. That's 800-721-2477. NMLS 6606. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. This is not an offer or commitment to lend. Subject to borrower and property qualifications. Not all borrowers will qualify. Terms and conditions apply. Equal housing opportunity. This is Jacques Vallée. You're listening to the podcast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. 
We don't want to pretend here, by the way, folks, that the voice of Tim Swartz is paranormal, created by our collective unconscious, more like a collective nightmare. Is that right, Tim? <laughs> no, everything's fine, Gene. Oh, that's good. Dennis, we're having a fascinating discussion here. And part of it, of course, is due to the book that he wrote with his kids. Mysterious Snipers, Slashers, and Animal Rippers, A History of Paranormal Assailants. So to kind of put a resemblance of my process with yours, Dennis, my son Grayson has written stuff with me. And he started doing it when he was like 12 or 13. He was a pretty good writer, by the way. He's not doing that much of that kind of thing anymore. But we actually wrote books together. So I understand what happens here. But are your kids actively interested in these subjects, or were they just kind of helping you out here? Well, they're helping me out. My daughter loves the paranormal. So she might get mad if I tell you this, but she had a sleep paralysis episode of that and saw a shadow person and he came up to her and she said it was stabbing her with a toothpick she could feel the pinpricks of course that's not a that's not a trick of the mind but stuff like this can evolve into an alien abduction maybe one day she'll think she's been abducted but um yeah she's interested in her and the paranormal uh my son's more interested in girls and football and um, um, after I wrote the book, I lost interest again. Let me let me give a timeline. Okay, I got into UFOs in 1966, uh, about when the big flaps started. Saw a UFO magazine on the newsstand, bought it, read through it, and I started getting more and more interested. Started buying Saga and Argus. The um, started buying books. I remember a Syrian press, Gray Barker, bought his books. Then I started reading John Keel, got got interested in his stuff. Um, I became a print. I remember those little mimeo, mimeographs publications. Do yeah, I like, remember mimeographs? I don't know if people today remember mimeographs, but I know okay. school. a lot of schools had them. You know, they have to distribute something yeah. and make copies. They didn't have photocopy machines. They had mimeographs. And mimeograph, you use a little thing called a stencil. Okay? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And that was a sh- kind of a sheet of paper where when you type on it, it makes an impression. And the ink goes through that impression and that's how you make a, a printed product. Now, I went through that, believe me, and <laughs> typing on a mimeograph stencil was horrendous. Yeah, well, yeah. you, as you probably have used one. Oh, it yeah. was horrendous. I did <laughs> several magazines that way, and then I said, I've got to find money for a place that would actually print my magazines. I couldn't do it that way anymore. Even though I had to spend, you know, a lot of money. It's a lot cheaper than having this device in one's house. It gets kind of messy, though, with the ink. Oh, and my, my, yeah, my mom didn't like that at all. My mom didn't either. <laughs> uh, great, insane minds think alike. Tim, I'm sure you have a thousand questions once you pick up. 
No, I was just thinking myself. Our middle school used to do their uh, the school newspaper that way, and I always remember the uh, the smell the copies had oh, yeah, really. when they came out. It was it was intoxicating in a weird chemical oh, yeah. way. <laughs> really, uh, uh, get high off that stuff, yeah. No. I can't. I can't imagine Gene trying to do magazines or fanzines. Using something like that. <laughs> you know, the advantage of these little publisher own memorographs, zine, as I call them, you could um, exchange it for other, okay, but you could send it to another publisher, so to speak, and then send you theirs. That way it could keep up on all the, all the publications that were going on. And now, I should mention cheap. before we go on here. There was a kind of a similar device called a spirit duplicator. If you remember, the print was like in purple or something like that, as I recall. Is that correct, Tim? Purple? Oh, print? yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's where I think the odor came from. The spirit duplicator was the one that produced the odor, not so much <laughs> the mimeograph. Yeah. The mimeograph just simply messed up your surroundings. Oh, really? Now, I remember illustrations, too, for the uh, mimeograph. Didn't you have to do those backwards? You know what I did? I kind of cheated there, where I used a mimeograph for standard pages with text. And then when I wanted a picture, an illustration, I went to the local printer or copy center and had them do it for me. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to play with that. No, I understand what you're saying. I would not play with that. It was bad enough to use the stencil. <laughs> I think my first issue was Xerox. <laughs> I got Xerox my first issue of my first, uh, I call it Spacecraft Review. Kind of borrowing from Bender's, Albert Bender's publication. I remember going to have it Xerox, and I gave it to this lady some office she looked at it like I was crazy so okay you know I think it was it was two pages so that's then I went then I bought a mimeograph my parents bought me a mimeograph machine and uh, started churning out stuff on that I kept that through the 70s well, Dennis, I'm, I'm I'm curious. What uh, do you remember? What uh, what articles you wrote for uh, Jeans Magazine? Oh God, I'm trying to forget. <laughs> God. It was like metaphysics. I was in my metaphysical mystic period. I think I devised this theory of the collective conscious, collective psyche during that time because it's, it's coming back to me now. It, they were horrible. But you know what? I met uh, through those articles. I started corresponding with Richard Shaver, and uh, a, that went on for like a year. And if I had a dime for every time, every time he called me an idiot, hmm. I could retire. He was a very grouchy old fella. He was interesting, very articulate, but oh, you could not question his his beliefs. He was in those caves, and uh, which he, which he wasn't. Well, but, that's uh, interesting about that. I interviewed Ray Palmer once. That famous interview oh, really? I did at his house in Amherst, Wisconsin, and he said when Shaver thought he was in the caves, he was in a mental institution. The concept of the, of the underworld is another 
could also fit within the definition of personal paranormal experiences because I was reading, I'm reading, right now I'm reading a, The Trickster and the Paranormal by George P. Hansen, which I recommend highly. There was some, I don't have the page number right now, but there was somebody in the military who was part of a organization that was doing research into UFOs. He kind of flipped out and started imagining underground UFO bases. But apparently he just went schizoid for a while. And um, E.F. Shaver was a mental institution. I talked with with a guy. You know the Brown Mountain Lights? Alan Greenfield went there. The Brown Brown Mountain Lights. You know what? I'll tell you that. I actually met Greenfield at one time to look at the Brown Mountain Lights. But I'll get into that story in our next segment, okay? We have Dennis Stamey. He is the author of Mysterious Snipers, Slashers, and Animal Rippers. A History of Paranormal Assailants. And as you see, he's not chasing after spaceships. E.T. is not amongst us, or at least he doesn't necessarily believe that. With Gene Dennis and Tim, you're in The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. If you love mysteries, you'll love these two books by Tim R. Swartz and Sean Castile. In Mimics, The Others Among Us, you'll learn about the strange beings that can look like us, but are not. In Alien Artifacts, Incredible Evidence of Exotic Material from UFO Encounters, you'll see the hard evidence of UFOs that has been ignored or even hidden. These books will definitely blow your mind, and both are now available on Amazon.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions. SilverLungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs Generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs Generator and Lung Delivery System at SilverLungs.com. That's SilverLungs.com. I had no idea it would destroy my life. But before it happened, I had a successful business in Austin, Texas. Everyone laughed at me when I shut that business down, but I could not ignore the wake-up call. 
I was volunteering on a project to get locally grown food into a school. That project was a complete failure, and I discovered that there were few local farmers. There's only four days' worth of food in the grocery stores, and everything comes 1,500 miles via a just-in-time trucking system. I lost friends and family who told me I was crazy to worry about that, but I kept at it. I'm Marjorie Wildcraft. Those of us who know what's going on in the world know you need to become self-reliant before the dollar collapses. I've created a free webinar at GCNfood.com. I can show you, like I've shown hundreds of thousands of people, how to grow lots of food, even if you have no experience, you're older, or you're out of shape. Do it now, before the stores are boarded up and food is not available at any price. Go to GCNfood.com. GCNfood.com. What if people always acted the same way they do when they're driving their cars? Good morning, Mrs. Blanchard. How may I help you? I'd like to cash this check. Sure. I'll just get my pen Come here on, and... lady. Get a move oh, on. Goodness. Where'd you learn to bank anyway? Ooh. Whoa. Don't you give me that look. It sure wouldn't be a very friendly place. What kind of candy do you want, sweetie? This. No, no, no. This. Pick something already. Come on, honey. We're holding people up. How about this kind? No. What is the matter with you people? If you're not going to do something, I am. Get out of my way. <laughs> Every day, drivers and their families all across the country are killed on the roadways because of road rage. Wasn't it a beautiful wedding? Oh, yes, and they make such a lovely couple. Excuse me, is this the receiving line? Yes, it is. Hey, he cut in line. I'm a friend of the bride. Do you know the Hey, pal, you cut in line. Buzz off. Oh, yeah? He hit that nice man. That'll teach you to cut in line, you jerk. Stop the senselessness of road rage. It's time we all drive with the same courtesy we extend to people in the rest of our lives. A message from the AAA Foundation for Traffic Safety. Hi, this is Don Ecker, and you are tuned into the Paracast. Let me tell you what, you're going to hear stuff here that you probably won't hear anywhere else. Hear that, George Snorri? Ah, yes, the Brown Mountain Lights. I remember that time I had a Toyota Corona, kind of a turquoise blue car. Four-seater car, black seats. And we took that all over the place until the engine was about to give out. This was the 1970 version of the car. And we met Greenfield in, I guess, North Carolina. That's correct. And we went to see, we wanted to see the Brown Mountain Lights. And I remember we were going to a place called, was it Weissman's View, Dennis? What is it now? Which one? Weissman's View. Was that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's where I was. That's the overlook where I looked for the lights and never appeared. Yeah, there's a, you can see the lights of Morganton like a mirage. I thought those were the lights, but people said, no, that's not it. The lights will, will dance along the side of the mountain. Just, those aren't the lights. But they're a mirage, which is weird. Do you remember Ralph Lale, Dennis? That's the guy, that's the guy I talked with. He also has an underworld-type story. Yeah, I talked to him, and uh, his story matches that of the medieval fable about Tannhauser, except to the set, except of going to some under underworld realm. He went to Venus, but it, it matches closely that myth, that fable, and how he. I don't understand how. I didn't know about Tannhauser, the myth. I still, even though, even though I have a master's degree in medieval history, I still don't know. I still don't know about it until I looked it up about a year, year ago. And how he could find details about that. Well, I guess he could have, but 
it's like, like undoubtful. And um, but there are other cases. Now the Manson family, Charles Manson envisioned through his LSD trips that there was an underworld, and they were going to retreat into that uh, during the helter skelter race war. And there's other examples, and of course Beowulf. Um, trying to there are many other examples. But like I said, I still put the uh, idea, the concept of the underworld, as a personal paranormal experience. And uh, no, I don't believe in a, a hollow earth or anything like that. I'm, I'm, but um, now I did. Uh, I was in Scotland. I was staying at a, a farm near Pit Lockery, where there. Are all sorts of ancient monuments that uh, there's even a miniature Stonehenge, which is about maybe 15 feet in diameter. I used to go off during the day and hike around the whole the farm. I would eat my lunch at this uh, uh, this circle, stone circle. But someone had stolen the center stone. Probably thought it was magical. And, uh, but anyway, there is a mound. They show me a mound. They call it the fairy mound, which is hollow. You can stop your foot on it, and it's hollow. And, and the, the the area is fairly level, but this just juts out of the ground. And it's probably uh, maybe 15 feet tall. You had to climb up it. But then I was walking around the area and stopped on the foot. It seems like the whole area is hollow for maybe 100 feet around. So I don't know, what, I don't know if this is a grave of a Celtic chieftain or what. But uh, yeah, there are hollow, you know, the hollow mounds are supposed to be a myth. No, they're real. They're, there are hollow mounds. Who created them? I have no idea. But, um, well, if you, you know, if you look, Dennis, at not only mythology, but even more recent, you know, personal examples of people who have had weird experience, you'll find that there seems to be two experience types. And I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm really just making it down to black and white because there are gray areas as well. You know, people are either taken up into the sky or they're taken underground. And you you hear the same kinds of stories from a thousand years ago, and you're hearing them today. Who people who claim to have had you know UFO experiences or you know similar uh, weird events? Yeah, the, uh, the I have a book, Fairy uh, the Fairies in Celtic countries, and there are many tales about people being taken into the hollow hills, to the mountains. And to an underground realm by the by the fairy folk, the gnomes, or whatever. Um, and yeah, this is analogous to the uh, alien abduction stories or the contactee stories, where instead of the under the under the earth are taken to other planets. Yeah, but again, that falls within the personal paranormal experiences and. Um, can I say something about? Can I say something about UFO? But the UFO movement. May I? Sure, go for it. Okay. First off, I don't believe in UFOs per se. 
I don't believe in Roswell. I think it was nothing but a mogul balloon. I don't believe that the government is... There's a conspiracy by the government to suppress evidence. I think there is classified stuff that they haven't released. But there's no bodies. Uh, we hear this... We're hearing this now from David Grush. Grush. Uh, we're in the congressional hearings, with her, which are coming down to nothing. He can't give proof... Uh, they can't seem to find evidence that there is conspiracy, you know, and it seems like the ufological movement is about to implode. Um, now, the current crop of, you remember ufology back from the 60s, we were, we were a bit more open-minded. I don't think we had an agenda, really, did we? I mean, we weren't trying to push for any kind of we didn't have a we didn't have a solid belief system really. Um, we were a PO'd at the Air Force not investigating uh, UFO reports, but they didn't have time. You know, somebody somebody sees a light, strange light in the sky. What are they gonna do about it? Just go. They don't have time to investigate. They don't have the resources. That I understand. Um, but the current crop of ufologists, I call them the nuts and bolts ufologists, who believe in Roswell because of the X-Files, because of the Stanton Friedman book, they believe UFOs are extraterrestrial, that the government is hiding bodies, outless garbage, and um, they have a belief system. It's like this guy who wrote the bad review. He... Uh, is obviously ufologist. My book was not meant was not written for ufologists. It was written for Fordians. And Fordians are a little bit are a bit more open minded. They're better educated. They have this Kurt Vonnegut idea that the universe is a joke. They have no agenda, no real belief system. Ufologists today, oh yeah, they got a they got a belief system. He, and uh, you uh Attack their belief system, which I did in my book. Oh yeah, they're ready to they're ready to fight. You know the the gloves come on. I remember I not long ago, I think it was last week. This girl on some UFO Facebook page said that the Sumerians or the ancient civilization of Sumer was given writing by the aliens because the Sumerians were stupid and they didn't know they hadn't invented anything, but suddenly they had writing. I told her, listen, I have an MA in medieval ancient history. Sumerians were the most inventive civilization on the planet. They gave us, they invented writing, math. Of course, probably the Chinese in the Yellow River probably invented writing and math at the same time. But um, they gave us the, the chariot. It was a chariot, irrigation canals, mass-produced bricks, mass-produced pottery. Extremely inventive. I said, lady, you need to, uh, instead of going to these, and she, she gave me a, a weird reply. It's like she'd been disoriented by what I said, because I gave her a belief system, a sharp right uppercut, and she didn't know how to re respond to that. And um, 
I said, listen, get your information from, if you want to find out about ancient history, read what the experts have written. Don't go to these crackpot UFO sites. <laughs> hey, we got more with Dennis Stamey, with Gene Steinberg and Tim Swartz. A reality check about ancient astronauts. Hmm. So much more to go. You're in the podcast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy, formerly Air Force Lieutenant Colonel, Air National Guard and Reservist. I'm looking for veterans, active duty military personnel to join the 90 for Life Crusade to save America. She needs your skills, courage, and loyalty more than ever. Contact GCNteam.com. Because of the financial and health care collapse, veterans are currently struggling finding jobs. Frustrated looking for a job? Change your tactics. Join the 90 for Life Crusade to save America. Start a health care business with FDI Longevity 90 for Life Crusade. Contact GCNteam.com immediately. We're looking for military specialists who can use a computer and communicate information and execute a battle plan. Join the admirals, Navy SEALs, Marines, pilots, Army officers, military police, sheriffs, police officers, firemen, and first responders already enrolled in the 90 for Life Crusade. Contact GCNteam.com now. FDI Longevity will help you apply your military skills to the task of saving America through health and financial programs. Contact GCNteam.com. Enlist in GCNteam.com and save America. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So Dennis, the basic point here is that we had civilizations way back when that were advanced enough to come up with some pretty interesting inventions. We didn't have to have E.T. calm down and show us. Oh, ingenuity of the human species is unimaginable. No, we don't need ETs. Now, Brian Dunning and Skeptoid, he devastated the ancient astronaut theory. Um, but it was done for when I, when I was taking my graduate and undergraduate degrees in ancient history. Uh, I met Von Donegan in 1974. He was had a lecture at Western Carolina University in Cullowee, North Carolina. Uh, I ran up to him after the, the lecture. We were out in the parking lot. I asked him something embarrassing, something controversial. I forgot, something he had been in. 
implicated in. I forgot now what it was. He got kind of huffy. Were you talking about the hotel problem where he was arrested for something? Yeah, I think so. Something like that. Uh, I think so. Something along those lines, yeah. We call it being a financial crime of some sort. It doesn't mean he has nothing interesting to say. That we can evaluate on its own terms, but just to point that out. Yeah, I think it was. But I was was a little naive teenager. I didn't know any better. And uh, But he shook my hand and walked off. I should have got his autograph. But even (laughs) at that time, I really didn't didn't really accept the ancient astronaut theory. Uh, There's some petroglyphs that are interesting, but, um, you know, it might show people in space suits and all this. But I think it was just um, probably a representation of their gods. No, I don't don't buy into it. Never did. Um, Like like I said, Brian Dunning and Skeptoid just demolished that theory. And I believe the Skeptical Inquirer has also uh, uh, bashed it. But uh, like I said, I don't believe UFOs first say I don't believe in Roswell. I don't believe in those conspiracies. I believe in. I don't believe in any conspiracy. I think Roswell left it alone. Well, uh, speaking of conspiracies, let's go back to Roswell very quickly. We've really been jumping around from topic to topic here. Roswell. Right, right. What happened? You think at Roswell was it a mogul balloon or something? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah. What gets me, if, if, you, if UFOs are crashing at the rate that these nuts and bolts ufologists, these children of the X-Files series want us to believe, they have, they have worse design problems than Boeing Airlines. And, uh, you know, uh, and if they're, okay, another problem with the, with the ET hypothesis is that the speed of light can't be broken. Um, it's nearly impossible to go beyond the speed of light. Aren't there scientists, though, who are looking into the possibilities of warp drive? Well, they're going to have to, well, even at the speed of light, you're going to have to go to warp five to, to say, say you're hundreds, hundreds of light years away. When it comes to Earth, you're going to have to crank it up to maximum overdrive to get to Earth within a relatively short span of time. Plus, okay, I'm, I'm, let's say I'm an advanced civilization from another world. I somehow found a way to travel through the galaxy uh, via wormholes or whatever. First of all, I see this world, Earth. These people are barbarians, killing each other, polluting their planet. I'm going to, you know, keep them under surveillance. I'm not going to have manned space probes. I'm going to set up satellites around the planet, have them invisible. Uh, they're going to gather data. Occasionally, we'll send probes down to the Earth. Maybe it gets fauna and flora specimens. Maybe raise them in terrariums back home. I'm not going to reveal myself. I'm not going to buzz around a, uh Air Force base and or buzz Aircraft. I'm, I'm going to keep. Uh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do our, the probes secretively. 
I'm going to ask you more about motivations and how they would do that, but I wanted to jump back to Roswell. Now, Kevin Randall, you know who he is, right? Mm -hmm. Correct. Okay. Kevin Randall says they thoroughly investigated the possibility of a mogul balloon being responsible for what crashed at Roswell. And his point is that there was no evidence that any flight was actually scheduled around that time frame of a mogul balloon. They couldn't find one. Weren't these, weren't these classified, though? I think they were classified at the time. Um, but, no, there's this... No, I just don't... Uh, of the evidence um, is for the mogul balloon. Um, hypothesis. And uh, I just don't know. But we've had saucers credit. What I know when I'm back in the 60s, there was talk about the Spitsbergen crash. Spitsbergen. In Norway. Yeah, Norway, yeah. Um, actually, I was a little erotic ufologist in the late 60s. I think any of us paid any attention to Roswell. We thought it was a, we thought it was a hoax. I never got gave it much thought. Uh, I was more interested in the Men in Black and um, other stuff. <laughs> um, but we didn't give Roswell much consideration, from what I remember. Um, no, there's no. I, I worked with a guy who claimed. His father was stationed at Roswell. Um, that's where he met his wife. He said that there's a stairway going under the crash site. I don't believe him. He's, he was used to be full of tall tales. I don't believe him. His father might have been stationed at Roswell. But Then I, had a, I worked with another guy back in the 90s who claimed that his grandfather worked at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base, and was shown the Roswell ship and the bodies. And the personnel guarding the, these artifacts said, if you tell anybody, we will kill you. I said, well, why did they show them to him? And they said that they were going to kill him if he talks. It's, I don't know, he was a teller of tall tales also. So uh, we're getting the tales of Roswell really come from... People who don't people who stress the truth, and uh, but I haven't really looked into Roswell that much. But uh, I read the articles from Skeptical Inquirer, and uh, they're more. I think Joe Nickel, he's more believable than Stanton Friedman, in my opinion. Um, like I said, if if a UFO did crash, they would have a they would have a contingency plan in place to retrieve the wreckage before these barbarians got hold of it. You know, you are raising a point there that I've made in regard to Roswell and other alleged UFO crashes, that mm-hmm. if one of their spaceships crashed on Earth, they would have a program in place to recover the craft yeah, as soon yeah. as possible to do damage control because if they were not operating completely in the open 
and they were just flying around. They didn't want to draw too much attention to themselves as much as they were. They didn't want us to get examples of their technology, obviously. They wouldn't just allow, a, allow one of their spaceships to crash and be recovered in Virginia, Brazil, or Roswell, New Mexico, where crashes have allegedly occurred, without doing something about it. On the other hand, I have a very good conspiracy theory to hit you with Dennis on the other side. We have Dennis, Gene, and Tim. You're in <laughs> the Paracast. Hey, listeners, I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. If we've learned anything from recent news, it's that unexpected things are happening. Your gut tells you there's something very wrong going on, and all the evidence suggests that there is. Government emails are hacked. There's talk of how to fight World War III, and trade of grains and food are being disrupted. Those in charge say everything's fine. Stop noticing, but you know better. It's time to invest in self-reliance and emergency food storage now, more than ever. My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, is the place you can trust. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contains tasty breakfasts, lunch, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Get at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save 25%, plus get free shipping on all their three-month emergency food kits. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com today. It's time to prepare for what's coming. MyPatriotSupply.com No matter how large or small your digging project may be, no matter how urban or rural, you must always call 811 before any digging project. 811 is our national one-call number, alerting your local utility companies to come out and mark any lines they have near your dig site. So before you do this or this, make sure you do this. For digging projects big or small, make the call to 811, brought to you by Common Ground Alliance. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. 
Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. Do the letters IRS give you anxiety? I'm Dan Pilla. I've defended people from the IRS for more than 40 years. My book, How to Get Tax Amnesty, created the tax resolution industry and is responsible for helping hundreds of thousands of people. It can help you, too. If you're a non-filer or facing IRS enforcement right now, your case is unique. You need real help, not cookie-cutter advice. My clients get my personal attention. Buy my book at danpilla.com and get a free consultation directly with me. That's danpilla.com. Let's start solving your tax problem right now. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Dennis Stamey, my conspiracy theory, and that is the reason we don't have the wreckage from Roswell even though they might claim they recovered it, is because E.T. came down, their forensic crew, to pick up the spaceship and take it away, and that's why they don't have it. But they can't say that. So they're stuck in the mud with the story. And as you know, of course, in terms of crashes, the original one was Aztec, New Mexico. That was in Frank Scully's book, Behind the Flying Saucers from 1950. Frank Scully being, by the way, a gossip columnist. You know, that's not a serious newsman. You know, he's giving you gossip in Hollywood or on Broadway. He's not giving you the news. And he got this story from a couple of con men. I'm thinking here that the Aztec story emerged from the original stories of Roswell. But remember also, the Roswell story itself disappeared the very next day after they said it was just a balloon and wasn't resurrected until the late 70s when Stan Friedman came aboard and found somebody. So but are we saying here that everything people reported about Roswell was all bad memories, made up, mistaken, something conventional? Yeah, well, the same with the 1897 Aurora, Texas airship that crashed which was proven to be a, a hoax by journalists supposedly the people did have memories of it when it never even happened you know so it's the same uh, same scenario people are going to remember stuff that, that didn't happen it's just it's the tricks of the mind really there are people I kind of remember I was I read an article where people some older this was back in the 70s. People remember the this Aurora ship. Remember the document was was small. They buried him. But later it turned out this was all a hoax. And most people don't remember it. Most, most people agreed it was nothing but a, you know, yellow journalism, as they call it. But some people think they remembered the crash. So it's, you know. So people do have false memories. You know, but um, let me say this more about UFOs. I, I, I've never seen one. I remember 
most people are, except for airline pilots, military pilots, pilots in general, are are um, experience experience observers of the night sky. Now, when I was 13, before I got interested in UFOs, I used to go outside, memorize all the constellations, the planets, so forth. I was kind of sort of um, an expert on the night sky. Now, when I became interested in UFOs, I would sit on my roof of my garage and look for UFOs on clear, warm, clear nights. Never saw anything. Saw a lot of meteors that could have been mistaken for UFOs, a lot of satellites, saw comets, um, saw a lot of, you know, celestial stuff that could have been mistaken for UFO by an untrained observer. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of misidentification of, of UFOs, and uh, I believe that maybe 30% of what's reported is real, and the rest are either hoaxes or mis identifications of natural phenomena or aircraft or whatever. But I am a, I'm a skeptic up to a point. In fact, during the 80s, after I finished collecting data on uh, my what I was going to write as a book, the stuff on phantom snipers at all, I became a total disbeliever. I didn't believe any of it. In fact, I got rid of my uh, UFO book collection, gave it all a new fun, and... Um, just didn't believe it anymore. But slowly I kind of kind of became a little bit bit by bit more interested in it. Kinda of lost my disbelief. But I was still very skeptical. And I came to the table writing this book with a lot of skepticism, but still I branched out into the to the mystical with this idea of a collective unconscious which I've, a theory that I've revised now. But uh, I'm sure people listening to, listening to this broadcast are saying, well, he doesn't believe in Roswell, he doesn't believe in conspiracies, but has this kooky idea about what UFOs are. Well, not really. I'm just going about what the evidence is. These things have changed, UFOs have changed over the years. Bigfoot has changed. In the 1920s, actually after the Civil War, there were reports of wild men in the woods. I have news, I've downloaded newspapers from the 20s about wild men in California. 1940s, these apish creatures were being seen. So this phenomena reflects the zitkist, I'm saying that right, of the times. And uh, that's why I, I have this theory. Not because, you know, I'm, a, I'm really out there, it was, but because the evidence points to that. In fact, I've been... been Doing research online, looking at, looking at all these journal articles, found a lot of stuff on the on the airship flaps of 1909, 1913, 1897. And even then, the airships tend to metamorphose into these rickety, you know, airships with the propellers into zeppelins, into planes. What is this extraterrestrial beings? No, it's not. Um, so this stuff does metamorphose. In the alien abductions, it's another variation of the fairy folk taking people to, the, to their underground chambers and you know having a feast or whatever, letting them go, letting them go the next day. Um, but it's you know 
But um, so um, uh, Dennis, what um, you started research on the you know like Phantom Snipers and and then the mysterious uh, slashers back in the eighties. I mean, what initially got you interested in researching that subject before, for a while at least, you abandoned it? Well, I was uh, I went to the library. Asheville, North Carolina, a lot of the library. And for some reason or others, I must have, I must have been bored. I started looking through the New York Times in the 1800s. Started seeing these these articles about strange stuff. Most of the stuff Charles Ford had um, cataloged in his books. And I found some additional stuff. I was, I was elite. But at that time, I'd kind of sort of turned my back on UFOs. And um, then for some reason, I... I don't know how I got interested in Pam Snipers. Maybe I was, I think I was subscribing to the 40 and Times right then. I think they had an article on Snipers or whatever. I got interested as well. Let me look all this up. And I collected a mountain of information. Now, my, uh, the evil book reviewer said that I, that most of my stuff was from uh, Google searches. No, it wasn't. He's a lawyer. Let's search this out, and then we'll get back to that. Okay. We've got more to come with Dennis, Gene, and Tim. You're in the Pentecost. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Are you a business owner? Are you confused by the complexity of the tax laws? We can help. I'm Dan Pilla, and I've been helping business owners solve tax problems for over 40 years. My book, The Small Business Tax Guide, shows proven ways to avoid all the common business tax problems. Don't risk your business. Go to danpilla.com to order your copy. That's danpilla.com. Order now and get a free 15-minute call directly with me, a $99 value. Go to danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions, silverlungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs Generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs Generator and Lung Delivery System at silverlungs.com. That's silverlungs.com. USA News Update. At least 80 people have died in the Maui fires, what's being called the deadliest natural disaster in the state's history. Former President Trump was in Des Moines on Saturday, joining his GOP rivals campaigning at the Iowa State Fair. A Georgia grand jury is expected to begin hearing the case against Trump as early as Monday. Georgia Lieutenant Governor Jeff Duncan confirmed on Saturday that he is scheduled to testify on Tuesday. Toyota is recalling nearly 170,000 new model Tundra pickup trucks to fix a problem with the fuel line. The company says there is a potential risk of a fire if a faulty fuel tube rubs against the vehicle's brake line. Barbie tops a half billion dollars across North American theaters as it wins the box office for a fourth straight weekend. Jerry Barmash, USA News. 
I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who help people that have been injured or wronged. If you've been involved in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident, or injured at work, you have rights, and you may be entitled to money for your suffering. Don't accept an offer you get from an insurance company until you talk to a lawyer. And we represent some of the best personal injury lawyers you can find. Tough lawyers that will fight to win your case. And they're so good, they stake their reputation on it by only getting paid if you win. So if you've been in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident, or hurt on the job, find out today for free what kind of compensation you may be entitled to. Call the Legal Helpline right now. 800-524-3810-800-524-3810-800-524-3810. That's 800-524-3810. I had no idea it would destroy my life. But before it happened, I had a successful business in Austin, Texas. Everyone laughed at me when I shut that business down, but I could not ignore the wake-up call. I was volunteering on a project to get locally grown food into a school. That project was a complete failure, and I discovered that there were few local farmers, there's only four days' worth of food in the grocery stores, and everything comes 1,500 miles via a just-in-time trucking system. I lost friends and family who told me I was crazy to worry about that, but I kept at it. I'm Marjorie Wildcraft. Those of us who know what's going on in the world know you need to become self-reliant before the dollar collapses. I've created a free webinar at GCNfood.com. I can show you, like I've shown hundreds of thousands of people, how to grow lots of food, even if you have no experience, you're older, or you're out of shape. Do it now before the stores are boarded up and food is not available at any price. Go to GCNfood.com, GCNfood.com. Hi, this is James Fox, director of The Phenomenon and Moment of Contact. You're listening to The Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Dennis Stamey wrote Mysterious Snipers, Slashers, and Animal Rippers, a history of paranormal assailants with his kids, Jillian and Jesse. Mm-hmm. He soaked them in. He got them to do free labor. Before we go yeah, on really. with your commentary, did you pay them to help you write the book? Or, or no, no, no. I should have. No, their mom pays them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not really. They got the satisfaction of seeing their name in print. But, um, um, was it? Yeah. This reviewer said that I did, well, apparently I never read the book. He said that I did most of my research on Google, which is nothing bad with that, because the internet holds a, a compendium of most human knowledge. Nothing wrong with that. You do, Harvard scholars do their research using Google. You can find anything on Google. You know, there are scam sites, X-rated sites. But you wouldn't believe that the, you can. There's a site I just discovered, the British Newspaper Archives, and I was looking at articles on the airships of 1913. It's incredible what you can find. About 90% of my research was done in 1980 with um, via microfilm. I was getting stuff from interlibrary loans, writing letters to libraries all over the U.S., U.K., and Canada, and for this. Nimrod to say I did most of my 
research online is a total lie. He also said that the book, my book actually only consumed only 125 pages. Actually, it consumed about 350 on Word, if not more. Total liar. He's a ufologist, and I've dared question his belief system. A belief system is like your life. It's like a personal affront if you attack it or impugn it in any way. And as far as the misspelled words, well, I had it professionally edited. I didn't see any misspelled words when I went over it. Uh, the, the formatting is Kendall's, not me. This guy was, you know, he was practicing character assassination. He's one of the little, little nuts and bolts ufologists uh, who believes in Roswell, <laughs> believes there's a conspiracy, believes all this garbage that has generated from the X-Files. And uh, actually, I should take his insults as a compliment considering the source. But let me, let me get away from that. Um, anyway, I, like I said, UFOs are paranormal. It's interesting. I, I was talking about the collective psyche and how once we became, achieved self-awareness, became more, more introspective because we were feeling more divor divorced from reality. We were becoming more of a cog in the industrial process. And the, then the, the collective psyche became more active. Now you can now there were UFOs in antiquity, in medieval times, in the early sixteen and the sixteenth, seventeenth, eighteenth centuries, but there are few and far between. Usually just fireballs, you know, doing undulating movements through the air and like a regular meteor, not a straight line path. Um and people were seeing, um, on the ground, people were seeing gnomes and, and uh, feral humans and whatever, but it wasn't very common. And once the, you know, the collective psyche became active, we were, the UFOs uh, were becoming more common, as were the cryptids. Um, by 1947, when we were um, on a break of going into space, and World War II was over, and, and the Cold War was started, and there was anxiety but hope, UFOs flooded the sky. And these flying disks um, were in, on the pages of science fiction pulp magazines from the 20s and 30s. You see flying disks and little men on the covers. So this was in our psyche before 1947. You can also say that one of the most famous sci-fi editors of all, Ray Palmer, was very much responsible in the early days of the flying saucer legend. Mm -hmm, true, yeah. In fact, uh, yeah, Richard Shaver talked about space travel, uh, the, the Darrows, whatever, flew through space and their ships, whatever. Um, yeah, and then, the, of course, the airships were in the human consciousness also before 1896. Um, lighter than aircraft, or heavier than aircraft. Um, now we have the triangular UFOs, which are, I think, um, a manifestation of our, of the 
um, these experimental triangular craft, which I don't think have, have seen production yet, to my knowledge. Um, that's another you know, example of the human collective psyche mimicking our aspirations. Um, but, you know, this stuff, this, this, like I said, this stuff, this manifestations reflect our the zitkist, am I, am I saying that right, of the times. And, and uh, oh, we're there. So, do you th do you think that this could also be responsible for the events that uh, you have in your book, the uh, 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 Phantom Snipers, Slashers, and, and, and Animal Rippers? Because much like UFO flaps, a lot of these events, like, okay, you. You start out in your book. The very first chapter is the 1954 case in uh, right. uh, cases in Bellingham, Washington. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, and then it it kind of like you know spreads across the uh, the the country, much like uh, sightings of, of of UFOs do. Yep, it it went from Bellingham. Months later, it was in Canton, Ohio. Well, people in Canton probably never heard of Bellington, of what was going on in Bellingham. Because there was no social media, uh, no no Fox News, no CNN. They didn't know, and it probably wasn't even reported in their in their papers. That's what was mysterious. Uh, then, but then later came back to Washington State. Like I said, a lot of the, it started off initially as a, pheno a mysterious phenomenon, and then ended up kind of as a as paranoid. People they would see a little nick on their windshield, and they thought, oh yeah, it's but. It, and also, it, evolved, it went from being a sniper to something a little bit more, to something paranormal in nature. In fact, there was a rain of soot in San Francisco, I think, if I can remember. It started, it started to get paranormal. And finally, after a couple of months, it, it went away. Um, yeah, like the Phantom Snipers come in, in waves, as do the, the Rippers, just like UFOs. And... Um, well, in a lot of these, in in some of these cases with the uh, the, the the snipers, I mean, you know, you have the ones that uh, seem like that they could very easily have been done with, you know, pellet guns, BB guns, that mm -hmm. that sort of thing. Yeah. And then there were some cases where, right in front of you know the uh, the victim's eyes, the windshield would seem to melt. Yeah, right. Yeah. Which, as far as I know, windshields aren't supposed to do that. No, no. <laughs> it seems like the the uh, you had the Bellingham, you had the Canton episodes, then they came back to Washington and kind of spread across the country after that. Uh, like I said, it got paranormal in nature. Windshields were melting. Um, yeah. And... Um, it was no longer a sniper. It was something. It was, I think it. I think it was mimicking. I think the collective psyche was mimicking our fears of of radioactive fallout. That's what I think. Before we go on with that, we've got Dennis, Gene, and Tim. You're in the Paracast. <laughs> Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. 
Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, veterinarian and naturopathic physician. The Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy with an important message. Take charge of your health. Do not continue to blindly follow the system that has failed us all. I appreciate GCN listeners because you're open-minded and intelligent. If our system is so great, why is it that the United States, the USA, ranks nearly 60th worldwide in longevity and number one in obesity? All the while, we spend more money than all the other countries combined annually on unnecessary health care procedures and toxic drugs. It doesn't take much to get on track, not with the government or pharmaceutical companies, but rather you in control of your own health with a basic understanding of nutrition and supplementation. FDI Longevity has the finest quality health, sports, and energy supplements available. GCN listeners are invited to join our team of people who want to stay healthy well into old age. We are currently looking for specialists to represent FDI Longevity and save America. To buy products at wholesale prices or join our business team, go to GCNteam.com. That's GCNteam.com. Support GCN. Get healthy. Attention, your withdrawal has been denied by the U.S. government. Picture a world where your every purchase is monitored, tracked, and controlled by those in power to suppress the freedoms of those they see fit. Hi, my name is Jason Hansen. I'm a former CIA officer and New York Times bestselling author. And right now, I've become very focused on the impending rollout of the central bank digital currency. This is not a work of fiction. It's a terrifying reality looming on the horizon. But there is a bit of good news. I've partnered with Advantage Gold to offer you a solution. They are specialists in converting your traditional assets, like those inside an IRA or 401k, into tangible assets such as physical gold and silver. Don't allow your money to be controlled. Claim your free gold protection kit from Advantage Gold. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Call 800-900-8000. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veteran nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. 
Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So let's continue, Dennis. You're saying here that the collective unconscious responded to our concerns about nuclear weaponry. And I'm thinking a corollary to that is people claim to meet up, especially in the 50s, with space people, the contactees, always or almost always said they're here to warn us about the dangers of nuclear weapons. Mm-hmm, correct. You know, when I was back in the 60s, uh, there was a period where I be- started believing in Abdomsky and Howard Menzel. Menzel. I started believing. <laughs> I don't know why. I became a, a believer in the contactees. I, I don't know why. I think I guess I was just a neurotic little teenager. I thought it was, I thought it was neat. Um, you know, the Space Brothers with long shoulder-length hair coming to this hippie-type um, aliens coming to warn us about war and we need to, you know, be at peace. I thought, I thought it was great. But then I, I moved away from that and got into... John, I became a Keelian, sort of uh, a follower of John Keel. And I got away from that. You know, I wanted to just bring up here, and just to infer something here, in terms of the contactees, Howard Menger. Howard Menger is an interesting character. Not that he didn't come out with the same claims as other contactees, but two things. Number one, he had these paintings of UFOs that look exactly like the spaceship that left Earth at the end of the movie Day the Earth Stood Still, the 1951 movie. That's one thing he did. The second is, and I talked to Menger back in the mid-60s with Jim Mosley. We went out for lunch across the street from Mosley's office at 303 Fifth Avenue in New York. And then Menger said maybe, or suggested very strongly, that he was perhaps involved in the government experiment and how people would react to being visited by extraterrestrials. Mm. And that was the reason for his contact claims. They didn't meet space people. He met government agents. Now, later on, he kind of retracted that and went back to his space brothers and sisters theory. But for a while, he almost began to make sense. I don't know, Domsky... In his later years, thought the Space Brothers, the Venusians, whatever, weren't telling him the truth. He thought they had a an ulterior motive for coming here. That's what I've uh, that's what I've heard. Does that imply also that maybe some of these contactees were government experiments? I mean, there's a story of Orfeo Angelucci meeting somebody in a diner and. He gives Angelucci this tab or something that he consumes. And then, of course, what? He went into a dream? Think about it. You feed mind-altering drugs to people as an experiment, make them believe they contacted ETs? To be. Like I said, I'm a bit of, bit of a skeptic. I don't know. I don't know. Um, no, I believe they were experiencing a personal paranormal, having personal paranormal experiences, much like somebody seeing the Virgin Mary or or seeing a ghost. 
I don't really, I don't think their stories at face value, you know. Uh, but something I, I think most of the contact, contactees did experience something paranormal, and it was being shown to them within their, uh, within their own frame of reference. Um, but I don't believe it per se. You know, I don't know. As far as government agents and all that, I don't know. I have no comment on it. I'm skeptical of that. But um, Dennis, but, you said something. You said something interesting about the. Uh, um, um, the sniper, uh snipers. Uh, yeah, uh, in your book, the uh, the first recorded event, or at least what you have, was March twelfth, nineteen fifty four, in Bellingham, Washington. And you'd made an interesting statement that you know this could have been uh, because of uh, some of the uh, Cold War fears of uh, atomic weapons. It's interesting because there was the. Um, the Bravo test that where the United States tested an H bomb at the Bikini Atoll on March first, nineteen fifty four, and that bomb unexpectedly turned out to be the largest U.S. nuclear test ever exploded by accident. the uh, The scientists had uh, underestimated the size of the explosion. Of course, they didn't know that at the time and wouldn't have revealed it until years later. But then, what about uh, less than two weeks later? In Bellingham, Washington, you start to have these weird events. It's probably just a coincidence, but considering what you had said, and I know that there's a, a section in the book where somebody actually had taken a Geiger counter, not in Bellingham, but uh, maybe Louisville or someplace like that, and found radiation levels in the area to be higher, at least that's what they said, higher than normal. I've heard about the bikini. I know about the bikini. I told... Uh Nuclear says, but I didn't realize it was right before the sniper, 54 sniper. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Actually, the snipers didn't get started to what, 1919? There was a sniper. He was, he was caught. He was the first one. He was, he was a psycho, but he was ingenious. He had a, a gun that he had, um, made this gun where he could pull it out of his coat and fire and stick it back in. Right after that, there was a, and this is, was New York City, I think. Then in York, York, New Jersey, somebody fired through a, the window of a house and nobody could, they couldn't find the bullet and they didn't see anybody. It was a, a typical phantom sniper attack. And then after that, the, uh, Phantom snipers, they, were act they weren't that active in the 20s, I don't think. Oh, the Camden sniper, Camden sniper was 28. I should have read my, I should have studied, studied up on my book before this podcast. Camden sniper was 28, I think. Then the Boston sniper, 30, 31. And there was a ripper, at the closed ripper at the same time as the Boston, Boston sniper. But it seemed like this started after this guy had uh, was going around shooting people with this improvised gun he had. I think he killed a couple of people, mm. what I remember. I don't know. Well, and the, the unfortunate thing is that if such events would happen today, cons considering the expanded gun violence across the country, people would hardly even take notice. That's, that's 
why I can't find any mention of Phantom Snipers. And the last one was not a. Didn't use the twenty two, which is the typical uh, uh, rifle the sniper uses. But a dart gun. You remember the the dart sniper of upstate New York? Oh, I know the yeah, I know the case you're talking about. Yes, he left a he he you he was prey on single women. They'd be in uh, most of them would be in uh, ground floor apartments with the window open. Shot through. Sometimes it hit them. Sometimes it hit the wall. They couldn't trace the darts down to any store, any sporting goods store. Um, he was never seen. Nobody saw a car drive off or heard a car drive off. There's no suspects. It was incredibly mysterious. That's the last sniper. Now, I think there was a sniper. No. Yeah, that was the last sniper incident, I believe. Like I said, I should have <laughs> done my homework, read my own book. But, um, but that, that guy stands out because he used darts rather than a yeah. gun. Really? And, uh, but I've tried looking. And the Phantom Sniper is asking uh, 40 and researchers. They say, no, never heard of it. Huh. Yeah, like you said, if, if this happens now, nobody would pay attention to it. Uh, it still could be going on. The slasher, the clothes ripper, uh, hat snatcher, whatever, could still be operating. But I, was, I don't think anybody's going to pay attention to it this time in this day and age. Well, you know, the, um, the clothes rippers have kind of evolved into the needle attacks that uh, especially was predominant uh, about this time last year and started out in England and then uh, uh, yeah and then in France uh, a lot of cases that happened in France as well it was very very similar to the um, clothes rippers where uh, usually it's young ladies We'll be back in a moment with Dennis and Gene and Tim. You're in the Barricast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you love reading about the mysteries of the universe? Do you wonder what secrets are hidden in the shadows of our own planet? If so, you won't want to miss these two amazing books by Tim R. Swartz and Sean Castile. In Mimics, The Others Among Us, you'll explore the world of the mimics of man, beings that can look like us but are not. They've been among us since the beginning of history, hiding in plain sight, influencing our culture in ways we can scarcely imagine. In Alien Artifacts, Incredible Evidence of Exotic Material from UFO Encounters, you'll discover the so-called hard evidence of UFOs that's been available for study this entire time, but for the most part, has been ignored. These two books will open your eyes to a hidden reality that has been right in front of our eyes all along. That's Mimics, The Others Among Us, and Alien Artifacts, Incredible Evidence of Exotic Material from UFO Encounters by Tim R. Swartz and Sean Castile. Available now on Amazon.com. I'm Ben Utech. I played high school, college, and pro football, helping my team win the 2006 championship. It was an amazing day, but it can't compare to the joy I feel every day with my loving wife and three beautiful daughters. 
My football career ended after I suffered my fifth concussion. Did you know that over a million athletes suffer a concussion each year? That includes boys and girls, every age, every type and level of sport. It isn't always clear that a player has had a concussion. So parents, athletes, and coaches need to learn about concussion signs and symptoms. The American Academy of Neurology recommends athletes thought to have a concussion be immediately removed from play and not returned until assessed by a healthcare professional trained in concussion. This isn't just about sports. It's about your brain. When in doubt, sit it out. Learn more at aan.com slash concussion. That's aan.com slash concussion. A message from the American Academy of Neurology. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. You want to continue, Tim Swartz, about those instances you were referring to in our previous segment? Right. They're referred to as needle attacks, and uh, they uh, uh, they get a lot of media attention, especially in the UK, about this time last year, I think starting in the spring of, of 2022, and it usually involved uh, young ladies in clubs, and uh, they would feel like a prick or something like that, you know, like a, something sticking them, like a needle. And a lot of them would then go unconscious. And their friends would take yeah. them to the hospital, and they couldn't find, you know, they'd never be able to find any reason why they did so, but oftentimes they'd find, like, a bruise or, you know, like a needle mark on them. Uh, the BBC covered this extensively at the time, and then it moved into France and then other countries uh, really? uh, in Europe, all having the same kind of modus operandi. You know, it's just a very... Going within the paranoia of of women in bars who are having their drinks spiked, so yeah. but yeah, rather than right, rather than just you know they eliminate the middleman and just go right for the uh, blood. So this was last year. Uh, yes, yes. If, uh, some of the cases look like uh, they were in like January of twenty two, and then there were a lot of them in uh, like uh, June, November. Times like that. Now, I chronicle needle attacks in my book. They occurred in 1913 in New York City, I believe. New York City, always single, young single females. They were pricked, and nobody, they never saw anybody do it. They would have bruises, and some were drugged. Some fell unconscious. That's weird. That's, a, that's strange. Like a lot of the cases that you cover with the needle attacks, the more modern versions, near the end of them, the police and, and specialists, you know, as they referred to them, psychologists, started saying that, well, it's not really happening, it's just mass hysteria. Yeah. Well, like I said, with the, the gasser attacks, the Mattoon, Illinois gasser, Buttersworth County gasser, the, really the Phantom Sniper, any... Uh, phantom whatever attacks start out initially as, as you know real stories and then it uh, devolve into paranoia. So yeah, that's the same as the 1913 needle attacks. Yeah, it kind of uh, turned into paranoia. But yeah, it's interesting. You bring up the uh, uh, 
the mad gasser of of Mattoon, which is you know it, it's a fascinating story. But you also include um, other cases that uh, I didn't realize uh, had been going on before, and uh, I think there was even some cases uh, after that in in different locations. Yeah, two gasser, two gasser phantoms. Yeah, uh, Virginia. Then in this happened in Botetourt County, and then in Roanoke, about the same time as these attacks, a kid was shot in the heart and killed by 22. I think everybody heard the shot, didn't see anybody. He just dropped dead with a 22 in his heart. Mysterious case. Because it might not have been related, but I thought, but I, I included, I included it in my book anyway. And it is it's a little weird, but uh, if it is part of the phantom. Assailants is the first time somebody was killed, but it may be unrelated. But I included it in my book anyway. But when I was doing research, I was coming across all kinds of. You know, I would uh, get newspaper microfilm from different cities. Come across all kinds of great stuff. In fact, I have in a folder. I was going to include it in my book. I don't know why I didn't. Um, it was um, January, February of 1954 in. We're in South Carolina, upstate. Upstate. Um, there were there was a UFO flap. Okay. At the same time, in the same area, cows were dropping dead, not being mutilated, but dropping dead. Maybe they were eating tainted food, tainted feed. And then um, a mysterious cat was looking around the same area, killing sheep. Then in Mecklenburg County, North Carolina, in March, more sheep killings. And this creature became known as the Bladenboro Vampire. He killed, supposedly killed sheep and drank their blood. Um, but all this was so, it, it's a concurrence of UFOs, dead cows, cryptids all coming together. And so I, I should have included that in my book. Maybe I'm... I'm planning to write another book or uh, come out with a blog and, and have articles about all this stuff. And, I want to ask features. you about that since you raised it here in a couple yeah. of areas. Cattle mutilations. Did you ever read a book called Stalking the Herd from Christopher O'Brien? No, but I know about it. I, I, it's on my uh, buy list. Yeah, I've heard about it. Yeah, I haven't read it. Chris was the co-host of the show for about eight years. So we know it well. And when that book was being put together, I kind of resurrected some of my old skills at desktop publishing and layout and helped them out. So I have a minor, minor contribution to the book, but something I would definitely recommend to you. Yeah, I, I came across that not long, maybe a couple of months ago, because I was doing some, a little bit of research on cattle mutilations. And I saw that book, and uh, yeah, some I... To, to get list. Um, some of the cattle mutilations may be predators. Uh, I think mo- most seem to be quite rather bizarre. Tell you what, Dennis, make the offer publicly. Send me an email when you get a okay. chance after the show. I'll forward it to Chris and we'll see what we can work out for you, okay? Okay, great, yeah. Yeah, I'd like to get a copy of that, yeah. Great. I'll let Chris know. Anyway, I wanted to proceed with this because we're talking about areas that seem to have a confluence of events like cryptids and UFOs. 
mm-hmm. even ghosts right. and such. Mm-hmm. Why do you think these things seem to converge in certain areas? Uh, well, if it's stemming from the same source, I think it's only natural that there'd be a confluence of, of events. Um, you know, this is the first case where I've seen where, well, supposedly UFOs and Bigfoot have been seen together, but I, I haven't looked into that, how much uh, validity there are to these stories. And I'm not one to go out and believe anything at face value. But, you know, these, the story I dug up from H-O-R-R-Y Herald, somewhere in South Carolina. I'm looking at the microphone, the photocopies right now. Uh, but yeah, one of you, well, it's a big UFO flap in that area, plus a, a mystery cat, and then cows dropping dead. But it's only natural that there would be a confluence of of the different types of manifestations. Like I said, there's five. And, um, but, uh, yeah, and um, then there's another case. I don't know if I included it in my book or not, about UFOs over a city. Then there were some mystery, mysterious attacks at the same time. People were getting concussions inside their homes. Like I said, I should have done my homework. <laughs> But, um, yeah, it, yeah, it's not surprising to me that all these different types of manifestations are coming together. It sounds kooky. I'm sure the people, people listening to this think I'm, you know, escaping a psychiatric ward. But it's all, it's, I've been studying UFOs on and off since, what, almost 60 years. This is what has it led me to. These the, and I more or less developed this belief. I think I mentioned it to your wife your first wife, because we had, we were corresponding quite a bit, sending each other long letters about what we think was happening. I think I developed this theory back then. Well, it is certainly true that there was a convergence of different ideas back in the early days, back in the days that you were corresponding with us, Dennis, and that was a fascinating universe back then. It's even hard to convey it to our listeners to give you a chance of the experiences that we've had way back when, especially if you're really young. Hey, we got more to come with Dennis and Gene and Tim. You're in the Paracast. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. 
Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and people just like you that need affordable health insurance to get it. We have short and long-term health insurance plans and some even cover dental, vision, and prescription drugs. Don't take a risk with your family health insurance, it's not worth it. If you're self-employed or now need affordable health insurance, call right now and learn for free how to get it. Listen, affordable health insurance plans for everyone just like you are a free phone call away. So give us a shout right now. 800-670-0946. 800-670-0946. 800-670-0946. That's 800-670-0946. Hey, Jimmy, turn off the video games. Let's go play some ball. I'm in the middle of my game. Can't we go later? Come on, it'll be fun. It will be there when you get back. Okay, but there's no way you're going to win. Why don't you grab some water and granola bars, and then we'll see about that. You can make a difference. Eat smart, play hard. And when you do, your kids will too. A challenge from USDA. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right. We cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So I take it based on your theories here that you don't believe in UFOs from other dimensions. No. Do you believe in a multiverse? Do you think there are other dimensions out there? Uh, I think that's too speculative. I, I think we talked about Greenfield, where well, you, you were the co-author of the alternate reality theory. With Alan Greenfield, yes. Yeah. He did more of it than I did, but I was there at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, that's an interesting theory. I, I would like to believe it. Like, like you know, if there's a, an anti-Earth that where magic 
you know, rules over physical laws. But I don't see no evidence for that, unfortunately. Except in, I know it's a theme for a lot of fantasy fiction. Talked about Jack of Shadows by Roger. If I can say so Roger Zelazny. And the Three Hearts, Three Lions, and all this. Fortunately, I see no evidence for that. Um, I particularly don't like this theory. I don't like it. I'd rather have UFOs come from space. I mean, it'd be incredible. I don't really, honestly, honest, I really don't like this theory, but it's, it's what the evidence leads me to believe. You know, I wish they were from space. I wish maybe one day they would land in, like in close encounters of third kind and, you know, we could be, you know, I, let me, I know I digress a lot. I worked with a lady who, who worked for, worked at a real estate company in Clear Lake, which is outside Houston, which was owned by a wife of a shuttle astronaut. This astronaut, I think his name was, she said Chaffee, I couldn't be wrong, I don't know if he's a shuttle astronaut or what. There, he was talking to the employees about extraterrestrial life. He said that NASA knows about life in other worlds, that they, there is a conf- you remember the Federation and Star Trek of planets? They have a federation, and they want Earth to join. And um, they're giving they're giving us reverse engineering so we can fly into space one day, which I don't believe. I tell you what I think might be happening. A lot of a lot of people who work in the military, who have security clearances, become interested in UFOs. They fall through this rabbit hole and end up in UFO Wonderland. It's Bob Lazar, Emory Smith, David Adair, another guy who's a retired colonel who saw alien bodies, and there's other people here. I have a when you talk about people. a retired colonel, are you talking about Philip Corso? Yeah, that's it. That's it. He's yep. no longer around, unfortunately, to deal with this. Oh, okay. A lot of legitimate criticisms that came our way about him. What about in the current news, this alleged UFO whistleblower, UAP whistleblower, David Grush, a retired major? Like I said, somebody who's fell through the rabbit hole. They get interested in UFOs. They, they, they go into the UFO wonderland. Because they, they, and they try to impress their other ufologists. Oh, I have this information. There's, there's, exa- other, there's a lot of examples. Um, who was this? Uh, was William Moore? He thought he had a, a government employee. He thought he knew. He thought he had evidence of a crash saucer, but he wouldn't give it to anybody. He said, "I have evidence, but I'm not going to show you." Is uh, Richard C. Dory was another one who contacted uh, a lady who uh, did the film An Alien Harvest on Cattle Mutilation, said, well, I have a, a video of, of alien bodies and all this, but you're not going to see it right now. Others, others, uh, Dr. Bruce Maccabee. Bruce Maccabee? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know him? Yeah, I know him. He's been on the show a few times. I was yes. concerned about the fact that he bought into the Gulf Breeze UFO yeah, right. flap, and this is, goes back to the 1980s and Ed Walters, whom they used to call Mr. Ed. 
to imitate the name of the talking horse. But that bothered me because he seems such a serious guy and certainly has the credentials. Now, getting back, though, to the UFO whistleblower, David Grush, falling into the rabbit hole, this guy has testified before Congress under oath, important under oath. He could, if he's lying, you know, that's perjury. He could be tried for it, and people haven't gone to jail for it. So he's saying that he knew people within the military who had evidence of crashed spaceships, reverse engineering of spaceships, and alien bodies. Do you think that's all made up, or is that the rabbit hole? It's a rabbit hole. I'm sure he's... Did he, I don't know if he saw the... I, I haven't done the homework on, on his claims. Uh, did he see these bodies, or just was told about them? If he was told about them, just told about them, I'm sure he met people who fell through the rabbit hole. He was told about it. I don't think he testified that he actually saw yeah. any of this. I'm sure he did meet people who said that. I've, you know, um, like I said, I worked with a guy who said his grandfather saw bodies at Wright Patterson, which I, I thought at first he was being sincere, then he was telling me other wild stories. Um, but maybe his grandfather was another one who fell through the rabbit hole. Um, um, like I said, people in, in, in government, um, employees with, with security clearances, military personnel, they want to believe in UFOs so much, and they want to impress their fellow ufologists that they create this fantasy world where they know more than anybody else. When, you know, they know, they've seen evidence. And I'll show you the evidence, but I'm not going to show you right now. This, this has happened over and over. And yeah, no, there's nothing there. You could you could turn these military bases upside and down, and, and you could turn Area 51 outside and in, not find anything, not find any evidence of reverse engineering or anything. You know, I did see something interesting on A&E, I think. a and &E. It was about Area 51, and people were standing outside the compound looking in, and this fireball came across the sky on a flight-level path. It wasn't a meteor a flight-level path soaring through the sky, and they were going, oh, my God, look at this. And I only saw that footage once. I never saw it again. But I don't think it had anything to do with Area 51. I think maybe the collective psyche, they were, collective psyche was giving them a manifestation of their hope to see a UFO coming up from Area 51. But it, it was a strange footage. And I, I've never seen it since. I'm going to have to... Google that, too, and see, what, see if I can find a footage of that. Of course, no, you really can't use Google for research. Why don't we go to the microfilm? Let's go to the microfilm. Oh, wait a minute. They don't use microfilm anymore. Yeah. Or do they? Do they still yeah. do microfilm? I haven't kept up with that, Tim and Dennis. Are they using microfilm? We've got a lot more to talk about. Dennis Stamey joining us. Somebody who... I hadn't heard from him 50 years, and one day he shows up, and a few weeks later, he's on the show. You see, if you yeah. knew me 50 years ago, and you want to be on the show, contact me. With Gene yeah. and Dennis and Tim, you're in. The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. 
Visit GCNlive.com today. Tahibo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. As a result, it naturally has antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system. And it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit shopsupertea.com. The first word is shop, spelled S-H-O-P, then the word super, and then the word tea. The complete website is shopsupertea.com or call us at 818-984-6100 Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-984-6100. ShopSuperTea.com. USA News Update. The confirmed death toll in Hawaii's wildfires has climbed to 89 as of last night. It is now the deadliest fire in the U.S. in over 100 years. Donald Trump is making the rounds. He was at the Iowa State Fair yesterday drumming up support from voters. President Biden will be in Wisconsin this week. Biden scheduled to visit Milwaukee Tuesday night, eight days before the Republican presidential candidates gather there for the first debate of the 2024 election cycle. A flash mob robbery under investigation in L.A. The LAPD says a mob of 30 to 50 people entered the Nordstrom there and began to ransack the store, stealing between 60 and $100,000 worth of merchandise. Toyota recalling nearly 170,000 new models tundra pickup trucks to fix a problem with the fuel line Corey myers usa news i am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who help people that have been injured or wronged if you've been involved in a serious car truck or motorcycle accident or injured at work you have rights and you may be entitled to money for your suffering don't accept an offer you get from an insurance company until you talk to a lawyer. And we represent some of the best personal injury lawyers you can find. Tough lawyers that will fight to win your case. And they're so good, they stake their reputation on it by only getting paid if you win. So if you've been in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident, or hurt on the job, find out today for free what kind of compensation you may be entitled to. Call the legal helpline right now. 800 509 9 That's 800-509-4492. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie Guy. There's no reason why you shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there. And I'm going to give you a free copy of my lecture that tells you exactly how to do it. In fact, after you've lived a long and healthy life, there should be only two documents in your medical chart, a birth certificate and a death certificate. I'm Dr. Wallach with a warning. If you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol, high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, and other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. My free lecture is going to reveal what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. It's all in my free lecture called Deadly Recipe. So call toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. Again, that's toll-free 
1-855-79-YOUNG. 1-855-79-YOUNG. Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Dennis Stamey, define rabbit hole for me. Is this something where you believe something that isn't there? You're making it all up? What? You get caught, caught up in this weird belief system, and... Um you know, it, it happened to me, too. I got happened really to all of us. I got caught up in a belief system when I started you know, reading about UFOs. I still am sort of in a belief system, but not as much. Um, yeah, I believe UFOs were extraterrestrial. I thought the men in black were going to be knocking on my door. I knew friends who, call it whatever, who had uh, visits by men in black or had strange phone calls, which they probably didn't. I saw UFOs. I never saw anything. Never had anything unusual happen to me. Yeah, it's basically you're you're going down into a into a belief system that you that's gonna be hard to get out of, and you fantasize about um, fantasize about stuff. You think you're under surveillance. You think UFOs are flying around your house. You know, I um, there was this guy who. He was putting out a mimeograph. Northern California, he was like a a survivalist, so to speak. And he became interested in UFOs. I got hold of his... Um, he was interested in Tolkien and also interested in you know, nature and all this. Then he became interested in UFOs. I used to read his... I don't know how I got, how I got hold of his little bulletin or newsletter or whatever. Then he got interested in UFOs and he's claiming the men in black pursued him on the highway and uh, yeah, somebody who fell through the rabbit hole. I'm sure I'm sure it was just paranoia. Maybe he was making it up, but he wanted to impress his new UFO friends. And uh, basically down the rabbit hole you entering in a into a belief system that can become dangerous because you believe begin to fantasize. Like uh Bob Lazar and David Adair, Adair Emory Smith, uh, fell down the rabbit hole. Suddenly, they they believe all this incredible garbage that you know didn't happen. But that comes to the point where they believe it. They believe they've seen aliens. They've seen reverse engineering. They perform performed autopsies on aliens. It just it just going to this psychedelic wonder world. And uh, I don't know if I'm articulating that very well, but I think that happens to a lot of us. And then also in the field of the paranormal, like these ghost hunters, they go into houses and they swear that ghosts are around them and they they can see shadows moving around and ghosts will haunt them when they get home. You know, they just go into this, you know. So it happens not only to... Ufologists, but anyone interested in it who gets involved in the paranormal, you know. Well, what about the uh, the types of cases that you, you you cover in your your book? I mean, the uh, the 
Phantom Slashers, the uh, um, um, the shooters and, and, and stabbers, because in a lot of these cases, nobody is really injured unless you're an animal. Uh, I mean, do you think that this is a case where a community starts to build up a belief system and then any kind of of uh, knock on the door is a phantom slasher? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Of course with a phantom sniper there is there is evidence but yeah, you know, they could be copycat snipers. As far as the rippers, uh the city was that town of that within England, nineteen thirty eight. But finally, these girls started slashing themselves to get attention, uh, to get get attention from their boyfriends or whatever. They thought they weren't being uh, getting attention at home. So hey, I was attacked by the Ripper. Look at me, you know. Um, and uh, let me say this: something else. Okay, the Ripper, the uh, he struck in '38. And that was right after there was a, this was, okay, talking about the collective psyche and, and it, the manifestations in the air, their hopes and aspirations, their fears, the Zeppelins of 1913, the planes of 1915, 1918. I'm amazed there wasn't a, a flap of mysterious planes in 38 or 39, which kind of, you know, sort of negates my theory, but there was a series of spontaneous human combustion in England, in cities in England in 1938. Very mysterious. People just catching fire for no reason. Um, and then came the slasher. Um, Do you find that that has happened at, at other, you know, focal points for, you know, the kind of things that you're writing about that, you know, there'll be, say, like, you know, a poltergeist outbreak and then there'll be, you know, slashers or, you know, mutilations, things like that? There was a poltergeist outbreak in Canada followed by a sniper. Like I said, I don't have my book with me. I should have researched all this. I, uh, you can look up this. was 1952, I think. 52 or 54, maybe these same years when the windshield phenomena in uh, Washington. There was a poltergeist outbreak in one, and then nearby a phantom sniper started striking. So, um, yeah. Um, yeah, but all, all this stuff is related because um, it all stems from the same source. Now, of course, like a, a a psychologist would go and say, well, it's mass hysteria. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. So what's I mean, what's the what's the difference between say like then mass hysteria and what you're talking about? Probably evidence. I mean, mass hysteria is not going to um, create slugs in in in, uh, in glass. Um, not going to um, rip people's clothes. Um, like I said, with this 38 ripper, girls were slashing themselves toward the end. Um, it was mass hysteria. With the gasser, yeah, people imagining they were being asphyxiated. And probably they weren't. 
uh, initially there was something mysterious going on. Yeah, it, um, yeah, that's 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 what the skeptical inquirer would um, would infer that it was all mass hysteria. Uh, it didn't start out that way, but yet it ended up as mass hysteria. People get paranoid. I mean, you think you're there's a sniper around the corner, a slasher, or whatever. Yeah. Well, you know, it it also makes me think about the, um, I think it was like, you know, what, the late 80s, early 90s, um, satanic scares, where people were seeing satanic cults in every daycare center and uh, with all kinds of, of wild rumors circulating in towns. I mean, and there was even cases where poor innocent people were arrested and convicted on just the most spurious of of testimonies and i mean that i remember that that swept across the uh, country and i mean even you know in uh, europe as well no that's an example of parent of mass hysteria there's a what mass hysteria when kids uh some school in roses kids had screaming fits with Johannesburg, I think. Kids had screaming fits in, in, a, in a school. You know, we hear about um, cases of kids getting sick in school after lunch, but there's they find nothing in the food that could have made them sick. Uh, that happens on and off. We're going to continue with Dennis, Gene, and Tim. With more to come, you're in The Pericast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Hey listeners, I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. Hi, this is Sophie Winnick, longtime distributor and user of Longevity products. In the last few years, my family went through a crisis. Everything else in my life, including my business, had to be put on the back burner. Thankfully, life is getting back to normal now. But the one thing I never had to worry about was my business and my monthly commission. I've been a distributor for Longevity for over 17 years, since before it was Longevity. And I've got to say, the most amazing thing about this company is the people. While my family was in crisis, other distributors stepped in and helped my customers. Simply because that's what longevity people do, even for people they don't know. For me, it has never been about getting rich. It was about a product I could stand behind, a company I could count on, and a monthly commission check that has never not once been late in 17 years. Longevity is truly a business for everyone, even people who have too much to do. I'm Sophie Winnick. I'm just like you. 
I have a real life, real ups and downs, but I know I will always have longevity. Radio. Why should I advertise on radio? There's nothing to look at, no pictures. Listen, you can do things on radio you couldn't possibly do on TV. That'll be the day. All right, watch this. <clears throat> okay, people, and now when I give you the cue, I want the 700-foot mountain of whipped cream to roll into Lake Michigan, which has been drained and filled with hot chocolate. Then the Royal Canadian Air Force will fly overhead towing a 10-ton maraschino cherry, which will be dropped into the whipped cream to the cheering of 25,000 extras. All right, cue the mountain. Now, you want to try that on television? Well... You see, radio is a very special medium because it stretches the imagination. Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and more affordable than you might think. Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline. Airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 802-341-4535. 802-341-4535. That's 802-341-4535. This is Micah Hanks of the Gray Alien Report, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. By the way, folks, Dennis Stamey will continue hanging with us for the After the Paracast podcast, available exclusively for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. Check the Paracast.plus for more. We're talking about Lots of paranormal subjects. His book is Mysterious Snipers, Slashers, and Animal Rippers. Let me do that. Animal Rippers. Does that sound better, more impressive? A history of paranormal assailants. Now, Dennis, you also write fiction books. Can you tell us briefly about them? Well, I started, I had a friend at work who was writing fiction, and I said, you know what, I think I'm going to like to do this. It was some weird story about a town possessed by evil possessed by evil spirits whatever which was okay then I wrote a then I wrote two others one about a gang of cats the East, the East Street Billy Boys about a cat gang who was fighting a rival gang and they had a newcomer from the suburbs he ends up ends up being the hero it's really kind of a kid's book uh, the Hoodoo Kid which I thought was my best effort. About a kid, a poor black kid in Louisiana in 1914, during World War One, and he and his dog, his dog can sniff out spirit, uh, spirits of the dead that they can't find a place in heaven or hell. 
I got this idea from the Credence Clearwater song, Born on the Bayou, which says, uh, talks about hound dogs sniffing for hoodoos, nothing worked for ghosts. And I talked about people who were from, from Louisiana, I said, I never heard anything about that. But anyway, I, I wrote the book, and, I, and he makes a deal with death itself. And, um, it's it's one of my best. It's really my my best my best my best story. Then I wrote a sword and sorcery series, which went over like a like the Hindenburg got bad reviews. Wrote a book about a Japanese detective set again in 1918, which I thought was was decent. He fights uh, the criminal gang trying to take over Tokyo. It's called uh, what is it called? Then I saw sharp teeth. Uh, they wrote a a cyberpunk novel. I didn't realize it was cyberpunk until I wrote it. I didn't know what cyberpunk was. I realized, and I finally found out it was a, a dystopian society with an anti-hero. Uh, it's called The City at the Edge of Forever. That was the last fiction I wrote. I wrote 15 at all. 15 books at all. Some good, some terrible. I wrote another story about a, a young guy who wants to be a Japanese... Or, you know, the ghost of the samurai warrior comes to him and trains him because he wants to revenge another, wants to revenge his death. It's not too bad of a story. Um, but I've quit writing, I ceased writing fiction. Um, after this, Phantom Snipers, I didn't write anything. I got interested in working out. I work out like an hour and a half to two hours a day in my high garage where. During this Texas heat, it gets up to 100 degrees, and I'm sweating like heck. And before I started six years ago, before I started, I was scrawny. Now I got big biker arms. <laughs> and um, but um, with working, if anybody wants to work out, the key is consistency. Work out at work out at least six times a day. Well, not at least, but at least five times a day. I've taken steroids. I took them only once. I didn't didn't do that much. Gains were minimal. I took SARMs, which is legitimate. Yeah, it built me up. And I took some um, artificial designer steroids, which are legal. Kind of built me up. But I want to get, I want to have a Rambo 3 physique, even at my age. So I may have to get some uh, cutting steroid to really cut what little fat I have and just get a lean. That's what I've been doing. I got into, well, I was doing weight training and all that while I was writing a book, but I got into it. Hot and heavy after that, boxing and all that. And I look much. I look 20 years younger than what I should be, and I feel great except for my knees. I tore my knees up playing sports, running, and all that. But you know, that's, that's kind of my passion right now. But I do plan to write another book, or uh, for for the moment, maybe in the fall, create a blog, put all my articles in this, and from that, you know, compile them into a book down the road. Like I said, I'm doing extensive research. I found uh, the British newspaper archives, which have newspapers from all over England from 1700 to present. And you can, I'm doing research on the airships, mystery planes, but everything is out there on the internet. I mean, this is not, this is not, this is not 10,000 BC. If you want to do serious research, go to the net. Days of well, go to go to the library too, because or because you're not going to find you're not going to find books you can download on the internet. 
they go to the library also get the, the internet will direct you to the sources and um, well plus also you know the uh uh, uh, Google and other internet search engines. There are other internet search engines, aren't there? Anyway, you know, uh, Google, if you're looking for something that happened in the past, a lot of times it can be difficult prying it out of Google because it tends to want to go to more the most recent cases. I mean, uh, just, just recently I was doing some research on something that happened back in the 20s. Well, it just so happens that it, the case resembled some of the more uh, recent cases, and that's all Google would come up with. Stuff that happened within, like, the past five years. So, I mean, it, there's something to be said about going to the library and searching through uh, microfish to uh, uh, find really what you're looking for. Well, yeah, as far as newspaper articles, yeah. yeah. But then uh, you can query the libraries via email, and uh, they'll they'll download you an article. Sometimes you have to pay for it. Now have there's there's just your uh, website. Yes, you, you have to subscribe. But it has, I found articles just today on uh, tons of articles on airships and the UFO mystery. An article on the Men in Black, a history of the Men in Black, which which um, they equate with the uh, stories about the devil. Um, okay, Dennis Stamey, for those who want to know more about the things you've done, where to contact you, and what you might be working on, where do they check you out? Well, they can go to Facebook, or they can buy my book online, and please give me a fair, at least a fair review. Don't be like this other UFO nitwit and lie. Because uh, this is really, this is really hurting my uh, reputation. One, this guy is nothing but a troll. I've been trolled before uh, on Reddit and Goodreads. I think I'm, I'm sure it was the same guy. It was, it was a fantasy writer. I, he was on Reddit. So we find you on Facebook. You don't have a website now, though. Not as of now. No, I don't. I'm gonna have to make one. Like uh-huh. I said, I'm tr- gonna try and make a blog. Maybe at the in the fall. Right now, just Facebook. Okay, sure thing. You can find us on Facebook, on Twitter, or X. It's X now, not Twitter. I, I can't believe that. Or Threads, if you look for the Paracast. You can also get branded merchandise if you go to the Paracast.store or the Paracast.shop. This includes four logos to choose from. And we offer the Paracast Plus. Check the Paracast.plus where you get this show free of the network ads. That means the network ads aren't there. Better quality audio. We also offer the exclusive After the Paracast podcast where we'll hear more from Dennis Stamey this week. We're offering a special deal. If you use the coupon code UFO20, UFO20, you get a 20% discount on five-year and lifetime subscriptions to the Paracast Plus at the Paracast.plus. Dennis Stamey, glad to hear from you after so many thousands of years. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on the Paracast. Okay, ready? Okay, yeah, it's been a real honor to be on this program, podcast. I, have a, I don't have a speaking voice, as you can tell. I have, a, I have a tendency to slur my words. Maybe it's from my North Carolina accent. But yeah, I enjoyed it. 
got a lot to talk about. Hope your audience will check out my book. Realize that stuff it wasn't from Google searches, but my next one will be. Featuring Gene Steinberg is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast.